Sunday morning service uh, is the last Sunday of the year, of the month, sorry, and we believe that God has a very special blessing for your life. Hallelujah. And God is gracious. So tell somebody, God is gracious. This Sunday morning, God is going to bless you. Yeah. Oh, it's going to turn your story around. If there are things you open up, you open up, remove them, and sew you together, and cause His grace and His glory to come upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I wanted to call your friends, uh, get them to be connected, and tell them, begin to share, share, organize a watch party, and tell them that the word of God is coming in might, and is coming in power, and is coming in with the supernatural. Today, healings are going to take place, um, deliverance are going to take place right in your house. The glory of God is going to take place. Hallelujah. Well, I want to continue my teaching on... Uh, uh, growing unto Christian maturity. God wants you to grow up into Christian maturity. Tell us about it, growing to Christian maturity. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18, Peter exhorts us, that he said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when everybody is born, you are born naturally as a baby, and then you grow up, into childhood stage and eventually you become an adult. Each of the stages have their own kind of characteristics, naturally speaking. In the same way to spiritually, when you get born, everybody that is born into this world is a sinner. And the Bible says that unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God, which means that you need to be born again. And when you are born again, that means you have repented and you have washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You are a new creation. And the Bible says that if anybody is in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 
is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are, are, have become new and all things are passed away. Now, as a new creation person, the child, you are, you are first of all born as a baby. So everybody who becomes born again, no matter your age, you are a baby in the Lord. And uh, you must grow up unto maturity. Now the three main stages of spiritual development are the babyhood stage, the childhood stage, and then the manhood or the adulthood stage. And God wants us to grow out, up. First of all, in the babyhood stage, what you need is the milk of the word of God. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2 says that as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That you may grow thereby. Now let's look at three characteristics of babies. Babies are number one, innocent. Number two, they are ignorant. And number three, they are irritable. They are innocent in the sense that the, the educationists say a child is a tabula rasa. It means that she's a clean border. He doesn't know right from wrong. And so what uh, ch children are basically, what we say children are, uh, they, 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 they are, they are people that, uh, innocent. Innocent means they are ready to learn. So it means that a, whatever you teach a child, that's how the child becomes. And that's why Proverbs says that train up the child the way he should go. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up the child the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And the second characteristic of children is that children are ignorant. Ignorant means so first of all, children are innocent. Innocent means that they are they don't know anything and that they are clean board, they are ready to learn, they are malleable, they are pliable. And if you're a Christian and you start up your faith, you must be malleable, you must be pliable, and you must be teachable because children are teachable. Number two, children are ignorant. Ignorant means they lack knowledge, and so they they they, they need knowledge. They are oblivious of danger. And so it's important that we, we ensure that right from the beginning, they are taking the right kind of spiritual meal in order for them not to be sidetracked in any way. Can I have an amen? And number three, children are irritable. If you look at children, children easily get irritated. They, they, they easily throw tantrums. They are bad-tempered. They are grumpy. They are petty, they are peevish. And when you see someone who is petty, peevish, grumpy, always complaining, then you know that the baby, the person is in a babyhood stage and the person needs to grow up to, to become matured. And remember I told you that the baby, every baby needs milk. The milk provides what we call NHIS, National Health Insurance. NHN means nutrition. So the baby gets milk and nutrition, H, the milk helps the baby to become healthy. I, it, the, uh, it causes the baby to uh, become, receive intellectual development. And then S, it helps the baby for its social and uh, mental development. And in the same way to every Christian, when you get born again, you need the milk of the word of God so that number one, N, it will give you spiritual nutrition. H, that you will grow healthy. There are some people who are not healthy spiritually. You know, and then I, the, the, the intellectual, spiritual capacity of the child will be developed so the person will know the, the word of God right from wrong. 
you know, so that when somebody get up and say that, well, I'm a prophet and then I have to sleep with you in order for your, your problems to go away, you know, uh, this person, if you allow yourself for this prophet to sleep with you, you lack spiritual, uh, spiritual intellect. That means that you don't know the word of God. Because the Bible says that if you are not married to a person, you have no business having sex with a person. And so you, you are lost. And then as there is talking about your social development. You, 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 you become bonded with your pastor, your man of God, as you hear the word of God being preached. Okay, then you move to the child stage. And we said the child stage, a child is unsteady. Characteristics of a child, the child is unsteady. And we need to teach them to become steady. So you see that people are spiritual children. They move from church to church. They hear there's a program here. They are there. They are unsteady. But 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says that be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Children in the Lord, when they are doing the work of God and something comes and they become hurt a little, they say, I won't serve again. I won't sing again. I won't usher again. I won't sweep again. All these are, ch these are ch uh, childhood tendencies. But we say be steadfast. That means that don't be unwavering. Unmovable means that some things are going to move you, but you must be unmovable always, not sometimes, abounding in the work of the Lord. Not just when you join the church, not just when you became a Christian, then you are so excited, but uh, it comes a time that you get annoyed and then say, I'm not going to serve God again. No, don't let anything and anybody ever stop you from serving God. Because the Bible says in Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 and 26, you shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and water. It means that if you don't serve the Lord your God, your, your bread and your water is not going to be blessed. It means that you're going to lose out on your blessing. So it's very, very important to be, uh, uh, to ensure that you keep serving your God. Number two, ch children are curious. Curious means that they try to poke their nose into people's affairs. No, the Bible says uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 11, that it's important that you stay conscious of your own work and be concentrated on your own work and serve the Lord. And number three, children are talkatives. Talkatives means that, you know, they like talking. They run their mouths. You hear children, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. But the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 19, that the one who talks, uh, yes, I mean, in a multitude of words, they, they want not sin. That means that there is sin when you, you keep talking. You, you end up sinning. In fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse number 3, he says that, a fool is known by the way he talks. A fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. So when you like talking so much, it's an indication that you are, you are becoming a fool. And, and every time that you, you are talkative, three sins, three, there are three kinds of sins that you, you, you will become guilty of. The sin of evil speaking, that means saying things about people in their absence. Sin of vain talking, that is always turning the conversation about yourself, bragging about yourself, you know, and then number three, foolish talking. That's unhealthy talking, talking about people, talking about people's bodies, describing ladies' parts and female parts and all those kinds of negative things. Coarse language, profane language. No, you don't have to talk like that. Today, we want to concentrate on the mature stage. Oh, somebody give glory to God. Now we're getting to the, uh, the third stage, which is the mature stage or the adult stage and it is the plan of God for us all to grow up into our adulthood 
when babies are born, there is a desire of the parents to see that the child, their babies grow up onto maturity, onto adulthood, and that's also the desire of God. And so we're going to look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. And Paul said something over there that he says that, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Why? For I've, I've heard you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. You know, so Paul was saying that, look, uh, if you are still taking milk, then I have to deal with you as babies. I can't deal with you as spiritual. You know, so earlier on, these, these, these Corinthian Christians were still acting as babes. But at a point in time, you are supposed to grow up and mature so that you, don't, you no longer remain a baby, but then you grow up unto adulthood. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and 13, the Bible says that at a time when you got to, you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. So what he's saying is that there comes a time that you have to also nurture others. There comes a time where you have to follow up on others. There comes a time where you have to preach to others. It's not that every time people are preaching to you, people are following up on you, people are laying hands on you. There comes a time that you must also grow up onto spiritual maturity and pray for others. But at that time, you still want to, to be nurtured as a baby. No, it shouldn't be the case. That is what Paul was saying. So let's look at the characteristics of matured believer. What are the characteristics of a matured believer? Number one, we say he esteems earthly things lightly. He esteems or regards earthly or material things lightly. So when you are a mature, number two, a matured believer is dead to censure or praise. Dead to censure. Censure is spelled C-E-N-S-U-R-E or praise. And then number three, a, a matured believer has the ability to recognize God at work. So we're going to look at the first one. He esteems earthly things lightly. When you're a matured believer or a Christian, material or earthly things are just a means to fulfill the kingdom of God. You don't give much credence, and uh, that is not what your whole confidence lies on. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 24 to 27, uh, Moses had an encounter with God, and the Bible says that by faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sinfulness. Wow, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. So now Moses, Moses was supposed to be, was an adopted child of Pharaoh's daughter. And she was, he was supposed to be the next Pharaoh. He was taking train in the palace of Pharaoh, at, on, on, on the table of, uh, uh, with Pharaoh, and he was been trained in Egyptian principles. And at a point in time when he grew up, spiritually, and he matured, he realized that, no, he didn't belong there. The verse number 20, 24, the Bible says that by faith, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's 
daughter. Can you imagine you are supposed to be uh, the president's daughter, uh, uh, child, uh, President Kufado's child, or President Trump's child. You are supposed to be probably, you know, hierarchically, you are supposed to be next in line, or the Tumfwa child, or whatever. I mean, somebody next in child, and you say, no, I am no more the president's child. I am no more the, 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 the chief's child because I have, I'm seeing beyond that. And I prefer that that is not where I belong to. Yeah. And the, the, the pleasures in the chief's palace, in the king's palace, is fleeting. It's so ordinary. It's so mundane. There is a higher life for me. There is something better for me than that. And so I am, I am, I am, I am living it to go and suffer together with my group of people that I think I really originally belong to. Because Moses, Moses was a Jew, and then he was, he was left at the Nile to be, to, I mean, uh, to be killed, but because of what he carried, because of God's purpose for his life, because of his assignment, Bible says that he was a proper child, and so he was defended from the crocodiles of the Nile. He was, he was not toppled over into the Nile in order to be drowned, but God kept him safe. And guess what? The person who went and saw him, it was the one who decreed that they should kill all the, the, the Jewish boys, his own, uh, own daughter, and had compassion. So you see, God can even let your enemy have compassion on you. <laughs> and he was taken to the enemy's house to be taken care of. And his, his, his own mother was the one who was chosen as a nurse, paid to breastfeed him. Hey. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. May you get incredible miracles. Amen. Incredible breakthroughs. Amen. When even the enemy thinks that he's turning and doing something against you, may God turn it around, shift it, and cause something good and something great to happen in your life. I see it coming into your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So the Bible says that he, he, he decided, he esteemed the earthly things as nothing and decided to suffer with God's people so that he can fulfill the purpose of God. Remember that your education is good, but it's just a means to accomplish the plans and purposes of God. The money you get is good. Houses are good. But whatever you get, you are supposed to be a platform for advertising Christ. Let me tell you something. Satan will come and tempt you with the very things that you need and you desire. When Jesus had fasted 40 days and 40 nights in Matthew chapter 4 from verse number 1, the Bible says that Satan came to him and told him that turn these stones into bread. Obviously, if somebody had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the person must be hungry. So if he said, turn these stones into bread, but listen to me, no matter how nice a certain proposition is, so long as it's from the devil, it is not good news. So long as it's from the devil, never obey it. Yeah. Never obey the voice of the devil, no matter how hey. nice it sounds. Mm. So Jesus told him, man shall not live by bread alone, but everywhere that proceeds from the mouth of God. He showed him all the, the nice things of the world. He said, bow to me. Jesus said, I can bow to you. Jesus always spoke the word. It is written. And ladies and gentlemen, a matured believer, a matured Christian, a Christian who has developed to the mature stage, knows the word of God. He knows that it is written regarding many issues. So that he doesn't succumb to it. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah, he doesn't succumb to it. So when you mature 
spiritually. Earthly things are no longer a big deal. They are not the things you look at. Having a big house, nice, uh, nice cars, lots of money, you know, you don't put your trust in them. I say you don't put your trust in them. You rather put your trust in the Lord. In fact, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 to 8, Paul talks about the fact, he, he talks about his credentials. He said, I can't all these things but done. He said, though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I the more. Then he's got, he says that I'm circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law, I am a Pharisee, and concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, I am blameless. So the guy was trying to spell out all his credentials, both physically and spiritually. And verse number 7 and 8, the Bible says, but, but what things were gained to me, these I counted lost for Christ. The things that I, seemed like gain to me, the things that I, 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 in that, I do not try to make myself anything because I went to Oxford, because I went to Kwaboche uh, Fan Slim School, I went to West, Wesley Girls, Ebri Girls, I went to St. Peter's School, I went to University of Ghana, I went to Cambridge, I went to University of Cape Coast, I went to, uh, I, I went to UDS. You know, those things don't matter. He said, those things were only supposed to be a platform for me to advertise Christ. So he said, what, what things were gained to me, these I have counted laws for Christ. So that verse 8, verse 8, uh, that Indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Listen, a mature Christian does not lavish in the fact that I, went, I have this number of houses, I went to school here, I have this number of cars. He, uh, you see, his relationship with God and the awesomeness of God makes him so little and makes him feel like I am nothing. All that I, I desire to do is to love my God and serve my God with all of my heart. Yeah. So his heart is not the, in the kind of shoes. He said, oh, no, show me the kind of shoes. I, I, who, are, I, who, are, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Hey. You are wearing this. You are wearing uh, the Louis Vuitton, uh, Giorgio Armani. Uh, you are wearing this one here. You are wearing Kwesia Mankwa, Adwa Tarzan, and all kinds of... Where, 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 where are we getting to? Where are we getting to? We're Christians. And as you come to church, you check on somebody's tie. Is it silk or it is adigudon? You are checking the tie of the person. Is it silk or adigudon? You are checking this fabric and you are looking at your own and look at your own. Like, did he get this from Makola or he got this from a certain boutique and all those things? Listen, I said, when you become a Christian, all these material things are not that important to you. They are not important. They, they are not what you place your, your greatest interest in. They should only become a platform so that you can, you can serve God. If you have a good car, praise God. You sit in a good car to preach the word of God, but you don't sit in a good car to look down on others and to think that you are more important. The Bible says that what is it that we have that we didn't receive? First, yeah, first Corinthians 4, 7. It says that all, all of life is about receivement and not achievement. Who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Amen? 
And now if you didn't receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? So even if it's intelligent, if it's beauty, if it's handsomeness, whatever it is, you received it. And if you received it, then you must know that there's nothing about boasting. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah? So when you mature, you value spiritual things better than earthly things. Yeah, and I told you that Satan will present you with worldly alternatives, but don't choose that. Amen? Amen. Don't go and choose somebody's husband, somebody's wife. In this day, don't become a slave queen. You're a Christian. Sunday morning, you are very spiritual. Sunday night to Friday night, you are in another area altogether. You move from zone to zone. Yeah, no. Stay in the zone of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you mature, you put spiritual things first. That's why they put spiritual things first. And in Matthew 5, 6, the Bible says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hallelujah. Amen. There are people that, look, their whole heart and mind is, let me just get money. Bible says that he that loves silver shall not be satisfied with silver. So if all your love, your life is money, money. That's why people don't have time to read the Bible. They don't have time to pray. They don't have time to serve God. They don't have time to tell anybody about Jesus Christ because all of their life is money. I think it was it uh, Napoleon Bonaparte or so that when he died, uh, he had uh, money. He said, when I die, put me in the coffin and in the coffin, let uh, let there be uh, uh, money. That will be in my palm. And then... Uh, let, let me be paraded in the streets to indicate the fact that money cannot save. Money cannot save. Money cannot save. It is only God who can save you. Yeah. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah. In, in, Psalm, in Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says that blessed is the man. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Ha! But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, whose, that brings forth its fruit in his season, and whose leaves shall not wither. And whatsoever he does, he shall prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. So a matured believer is planted by the riverside. So you must be planted. Tell somebody you must be planted. In Isaiah 61, verse 3, the Bible says that we are the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And every tree needs its soil to survive. And every tree has a particular soil. So the soil that God has planted you is your local church. And stay there. And the soil that you are doing well in, you see, a soil that a tree is doing well in is the soil that is, is meant for that particular tree. Not all soils are good for every kind of tree. Sandy soil is not good for cocoa tree because cocoa likes loamy soil, not sandy beachy soil. But coconut can survive in sandy beachy soil because it's a good soil for it. So I just came to tell you that you, you must be planted. That's what we planted. planted. Yeah, be planted. You are a tree. And, and the Bible says that a mature believer is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And who delights in the law of the Lord. So you must delight in the word of God. Delight in the Lord. Don't just pursue natural things at the expense of your soul. 
Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and shall lose his soul? Matthew 6, three says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Don't get too busy such that you don't have time to pray, time to study the word of God, read Christian books, and listen to your pastor's preaching messages. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Bible says that study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman, approved unto God, not approved unto man, but approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That means that you must know the word of God and you should be able to break the word of God properly down. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah. So don't be too busy with your marriage. Don't be too busy with your business. Don't be too busy not to have time to pray and to evangelize and to join a church group and to serve God. Joshua 1.8 And this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night and observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous and you have good success. Your way, making your way prosperous does not depend on your pastor. It doesn't depend on some prophet who is prophesying over you all the time. I tell you, it depends on you. When food, food is even put on the table, is, you must take the food and eat it. Even when they force the food in your mouth, you must chew it and you must swallow it. Else it doesn't benefit you. So nobody's ministry will benefit you unless you are willing and ready to eat the word of God yourself and to develop and cultivate a good relationship with the Lord God Almighty. How can somebody know God for you? You got to know God for yourself. I say you got to know God for yourself. Every child knows the voice of their parents. Every child knows their children. My kids, the youngest of them, sometimes when she wants to talk to me, the older ones, I say, she tells them, excuse me, I want to have a word with daddy. I want to have time alone with daddy. And you must also be able to say that, excuse me, I need time alone with daddy God. I need time alone in worship. I need time alone in prayer. I need time alone. You know, that's, we, we used to sing a song. It says, steal away. Steal away and pray. Now, steal away means like, get out of the midst of the people. And pray, steal away. We are yourself, exclude yourself, excuse yourself, and spend time alone with God. Why do you spend time? Go in a queue to go for consultation from somebody. You are sitting down from morning, morning to evening, waiting for consultation. When you have never talked to the Most High God. You don't talk to God. At all. He said, call unto me. I will hear you and I will answer. And I will show unto you great and mighty things. Ladies and gentlemen, in this season and this time, listen to me. I'm a pastor. I prophesy. I minister in the supernatural and things. But I have come to let you know that you've got to know God for yourself. Amen. Amen. In Jeremiah 3.15, it says, I'll give unto you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. It is that knowledge and understanding that will help you to grow from being a baby Christian. You are in the church for five years. You are still a baby. You want to be massaged and pampered. You are 10 years old, massaged and pampered. You are 15 years old, massaged and pampered. And you don't know any scriptures. If you like, let's go through it. John 3.17, what does it say? John 3.18, what does it say? John 3.36, what does it say? John 5.24, what does it say? Romans 3.23, what does it say? Romans 3.10, what does it say? Romans 5.8, what does it say? I believe you are scratching your, ear, your, your, your hair already. 
It's time to know the word of God. You know about Ronaldinho. You know about Messi. You know their histories. You know about people. You know, you know, you have a dozier about all the people on your streets. You have dozier about all the people, all the politicians. You have dozier about all the men of God. But you do not know what the word of God says even regarding basic things concerning your life. It's time to grow up. So I'm to grow up. Hallelujah. You must be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Am I preaching somebody here? You have to grow up. You have to grow up. There are some people that they, they prosper to a point and then they start absenting themselves from church. They start absenting from reading the Bible. They stop tithing. Say, uh, no more tithing. No more giving. No more, no more supporting the kingdom of God. You are bringing yourself under a curse. Listen to me. No matter whatever anybody thinks, the Zechariah 5, 3 to 4 is waiting. Anybody who steals is under a curse. You withhold the curse, the tithes. You don't give your tithes. You don't give your offering. In the name of a pastor will chop your money or whatever. Hey, my friend, don't be deceived. Yeah. Obey the word of God. Malachi 3, 10. Bring you all the tithes in the storm of house that there will be meat in my house and prove me now if I am not open to you the windows of heaven. But Malachi 3, 9 is waiting for you. He says that you are cursed with the curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Lord have mercy. Amen. 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 So never come to the place whereby you don't need the church anymore. Some people say, I don't need the church anymore. I don't need any Christian anymore. I don't need them. I've, I've gone, to, I've traveled abroad. Oh, I, the system can take care of me with my own smartness. Oh, I will make it. You are all smartness. John 15, 5. Psalm 92, verse 13. Let's quickly look at it and then we get to the second point. Oh, glory to God. John 15, 5. He said that Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him. The same best much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without Jesus, you can do nothing. Without his body, you can do nothing. Without his church, you can do nothing. You disconnect yourself from Jesus, you disconnect yourself from life. That is why we say, no Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. Oh, dun, 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 dun. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. Oh, Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. No Jesus, no life. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 92 verse 13. It says that the righteous, uh, those, you know, start from verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. That's why, listen, when you are a tree of righteousness, you are going to flourish. Amen. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And I like the verse 13. Psalm 92. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. That's why Amen. you need the house of God. Listen to me. So long as you are serving God in spirit and in truth, God will let you flourish. We don't serve God because of houses or cars. We serve him because he loved us. And he gave himself for us. And, uh, and so we're also loving him. We're loving him. But the good news is that as you love and serve him, he'll bless your bread and water. Amen. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of your family. Amen. He'll take care of your business. Amen. May the Lord take care of you. Amen. May, he, may, may he cause his goodness to abound upon you. Amen. Because he says, I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah. Plans of good and not of evil. 
to give unto you a future and a hope and to bring you and to bring you and I mean you and I mean you and I mean you that's why watching me to bring you to an expected end Amen. that's what Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says hallelujah Amen. oh glory to God Amen. Amen. So find something in the house of God. Find a role to play. Never forsake assembly of ourselves together. Hebrews chapter 10, 10, 25. Some people have now neglected, not even joining online, not being connected in their own kind of world. No, you need the body of Christ. You need a church. You need assembly of the godly so that you can grow in grace. Can I have an amen? Okay, now the second characteristic so the first characteristic of a mature person is that he esteems earthly things lightly. That means that he doesn't give credence. The earthly things are not the most important things to him. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't mean we don't need the earthly things. But the earthly things are only a platform for us to be able to serve the purposes of the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 Not all. This is this my dress. You know it costs. This my shoe. You know it costs. Yeah. When we went on the lockdown, where were your shoes? Hey. Where in the house? Be wearing your shoes and move around. Especially the ladies, your high heel, and then you are going like this. Be wearing. How long can you be wearing a high heel like that? With a wig. Hey, they said, oh, my wig. Uh, somebody's wig is made in a shama. Hey. And your own is Brazilian, whatever, human hair, whatever, and all those things. What if you went to wig now to baby? And whatever your hair looks like, is the, that's the way we know you. No more, no more makeup. All the dentations are, are there. The portals on your face, they are there. And that is who you are. Amen. And we have to thank God for who we are. And serve him in spirit and in truth. I'm not discounting the things we put on our face when we have to go out. But what I'm trying to say is that, you see, a mature person does not esteem earthly things highly. He esteems them lightly. Number two, he's dead to censure or praise. That means that he's dead to criticism and he's dead to praise. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. Paul was saying something over there that as long, he said, but with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by your court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. Verse 4. For I know of myself, I, I know of nothing against myself. Yet I'm not justified by this. But he who judges me is the Lord. So now let me give you an interpretation of this. What he's saying is that as long as I'm, I'm following the Lord, I am okay. If you criticize me, I will examine myself and change if it is true. If it is true, I won't let your criticism disorganize me to stop me from fulfilling what I have to fulfill. Amen. Amen. Yeah, sorry, if it is false, I won't let your criticism disorganize me. Then, so he also was saying, if you, on the other hand, if you praise me, I won't let the praise get into my head because what do you have that you didn't receive? So life is all about receiving. So Paul was, was trying to say that criticism, eh, shouldn't stop you from serving God. And praise shouldn't get into your head from doing what you have to be doing. Wow. Amen. Amen. So a mature believer can take both praise and criticism in stride. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, there are Christi uh, Christians that when you point out some things to them, so don't wear this. The way you are doing this is good. It's not good. Oh, then they become deflated. It's like you don't like them. 
Don't sing this way. Don't act this way. This is the way a Christian must behave. Then they get angry. Oh, you don't like them. No, you, 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 then you are not a mature Christian. Then they become very passive because you talk about them and you try to correct them. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 7, 17, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, that the word of God is profitable for what? For correction. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine. That is instruction for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Amen. Amen. So that the man of God may be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good way. So the word of God should be able to correct you. If I, when you look into your mirror, the word of God is, the Bible says, it's a mirror. That's what James says. And when you look at a mirror, it shows you whether you are looking good or not. So if there are things that you need to, the way you comb your hair, you didn't comb your hair well. He said, maybe this side was lower, this side was higher, then it helps you. So the word of God is there to correct you, to point out the way you look like so that you will change. Can I have an amen? amen? And you should, as a, a Christian, you should be able to, a mature Christian is able to take up corrections, criticisms, rebukes. Yeah, yeah rebukes. In, 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 you know, take it when they are rebuked. Why did you do this? You should, you see, even when, when your father or your pastor or your leader corrects you or rebukes you or talks to you about something, you should be able to take it and say, oh, this person cares so much about me that he has shown me that this thing I was doing was not right. But some people, it's every time like they must be massaged, they must be pampered. If they are, you, they, they, they are not told, oh, you are looking this, you are not looking that, they are, they are deflated. If they are telling you, change, look at it. And like Paul said, as we read, he says that if you, whatever that they, are, they have told you, if it is true, then change. change. If it is false, don't let it then affect you, the way you serve God. Mm. Amen? Amen. But, but some people say, hey, I have this idea about me. I won't go for choir practice again. I won't serve again. I won't sing again. I won't dance again. I won't give offering again. I won't do, oh, listen to me. You are not serving God for anybody. You are, look, 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 watch my lips. You are not serving God. Oh, oh, let me raise my voice a little. You are not serving God for anybody. Yeah. And I mean you. Yeah. You. numbers. We, we are at infinitesimal dots in the eyes of God. Yeah. yeah. We, you are just a dot. We, we need God. And it's a blessing to be called by God yeah. and to be in the service of God yeah. and to have the opportunity. Look, will you even get President Akufuado to, to daddy who send you that, bring me sachet water? You won't hey. get, you wish you get, you won't get. You won't get President Trump, even though we've been criticizing, you won't get the opportunity. People have been criticizing, you won't get the opportunity. So if the most high God, you see all the presidents, they, they come and go, four years, eight years, they are gone. Or whichever number of years. Even if it's a king, the kings, they also die. But our God never dies. He's always there. So when you have the opportunity to serve the king of kings and lord of lords and the most high God, it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. So no criticism. Look at the presidents, the, the ministers of state. People bash them, they criticize them, but they are still there. <laughs> they, they are still working. They don't get up and say, oh, they criticize. Even that one, they are working for the state and nation. 
Yeah, stay on. So you must also stay on. And when you are corrected, take it this right. And when you also praise, it shouldn't get into your head. And your head become gold. So happy. Hey, I am carrying, I'm the Hercules of the world. I am carrying whatever. No, 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 no. Don't let it enter into your heart. Do not steal God's glory and share God's glory with him. Let, let every glory go to God. Anything that goes on in your life, give him praise. 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 Just say, I am an unprofitable servant. Lord, I thank you for the grace and the privilege of being able to serve him. Finally, I want to say that do not serve with that eye service. As you are seeking the Lord, no eye service. Colossians chapter 3, verse 22 to 24. Tell somebody, no eye service. Yeah, no eye service. He said, bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. If somebody is your master from an earthly point of view, your boss or whatever, he says that obey him in all things. You know that people, when they salute, they say, oh, yes, sir. Yes, boss. When they say, oh, you don't mind it. Oh, yes, daddy. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Oh. Don't do that, though. Don't let some things enter your mouth. Don't get to that. Don't, don't, get, don't join a bad kind of behavior. God said, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Why do you have to do that? Verse 23, because the Bible says that, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Whatever you are doing, singing, dancing, giving, offering, whatever you are doing, do it as unto the Lord. Serve unto the Lord. Pray as unto the Lord. Don't do things for men to see. Do it as unto the Lord. Why? Because 24 says, knowing that from the Lord, not from the pastor, hey, I said not from the pastor, not from some human beings, but from the Lord, 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 you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ from the Lord. From the Lord. You will receive the reward. Men will only give you a salary. Men will give you just what they want to give you. And men can only give you as much as they have. But God can give you more than enough. And also unto him, Ephesians 3.20, unto him who is able to do, exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. This our God is able to bless us. So ladies and gentlemen, today we've learned about the fact that it's important for us to be able to grow up and develop spiritually, move from the babyhood stage through the childhood stage to the adult stage. And uh, we have learned about the fact that in the adult stage, uh, the main characteristics are that we should esteem earthly things lightly. That means that we don't give credence to earthly things and we don't worship earthly things. We don't worship our wardrobes. We don't worship our cars. We don't worship our houses. They are not the most important things unto us. God is the most important thing unto us. And then the, the, for the believer, a mature believer, yes, he's not affected by by, by criticism, and he's not affected also by praise. That's why we say he's dead to censure or to praise. 
and that his service is as unto God. His service is unto God. So our service must be unto God. By the grace of God, next time, I'm going to be teaching on the fact that the matured believer has the ability to recognize God in all that happens in his life. He knows he can see God. When, when, when Joseph went through a lot of challenges and difficulties and his brothers came to him, he said, you meant it for evil, Genesis 50, 20, but God meant it for good. Yes. And he said, God sent me ahead in order to save posterity. So you see, no matter whatever you are going through, don't just point accusing fingers. Just say, Lord, let your will be done. And uh, the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, it says, and I know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And if you're a lover of God, listen to me as I close. God will ensure that all things, the good, the bad, and the ugly, they will work together for your good. And in this pandemic season, God will make sure that the things that seem to be working, trying to be fighting you, God will turn it around and he will make sure that they will work together for your good. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine on you. May he wash your steps with butter. May he give you the upper hand in every kind of situation. Whatever seems to be militating against you, may you become dead to censure. May you become dead to censure or to praise. And may earthly things, may you esteem earthly things lightly. Paul said, I count them by dung. Even though he was a lawyer and then he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. And he knew, he, I mean, among the Pharisees, he was an exceptional person, very knowledgeable. He says, I count all those things by dung. And ladies and gentlemen, everything must not be as important as God himself. God must be first, primus inter par, the first amongst Everybody. He, he, in fact, God is not even, no interparos. God is God. And he's first in everything. And I came this morning to be able to, to, to recommend the Lord God Almighty to you that because he so loved you, he sent his only son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sake. The Bible says that whosoever believes in him and accepts the fact that he's a sinner and cannot save himself should not perish but have everlasting life. And today is a day of salvation. Now is the time to repent. Tomorrow may never come. Today God is giving you the opportunity to start to give your life to Christ, to become a spiritual child of God, to become a, a child of God. And when you become a child of God, you also have inheritance because every child has a right to the inheritance of his parents. And so you begin to inherit godly things and that means that you begin to acquire the life of God because every child has a nature of his father. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are disqualified from the nature of the devil and you acquire the nature of Christ, the life of Christ, which is a winning life that will come upon you in Jesus' name. If you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to raise your right hand, I want to pray with you. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. And you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sake. Lord Jesus, come and save my heart. Be my king. Be my master. Today, I accept the fact that I'm a sinner. I surrender my all to you. I turn my back to the world. And I embrace you. And I embrace the cross into my life. Amen. Put your hand on your chest. I want to pray with you, Father. In Jesus' name, I want to thank you for these precious ones. We are giving your light to Jesus. I pray that they will be planted in your house and flourish your courts. I pray that they will grow and know you and serve you better and better. In Jesus' precious name, amen.
If you are sick in a part of your body, put your hand over there. I want to pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. I curse every spirit of sickness and disease. I rebuke every harassing voice and voice of the devil. Satan, take your hand off this one's life. In the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. The Bible says, who the son says free is free indeed. Today I declare freedom for you indeed. Freedom for you indeed. Be free from your headache. Be free from your backache. Be free from every problem of the nerves and of the tendons and of any ligaments. In the name of Jesus, any kind of negative diagnosis, we reverse it in Jesus' name. We reverse every oppression of the enemy. Amen. Whatever has been sitting on you, yes. we break the claws of darkness. Yes. Satan, we break your claws. Yes. Satan, we break your claws. Yes. Satan, we break your claws. Yes. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I decree and declare freedom for you. Be healed. Whatever the enemy took away from you, whatever the conquerment and the caterpillar destroyed, I make a demand for your healing right now. In the precious name of Jesus, every kind of pregnancy Satan stole, I make a demand that you receive double for your trouble. Receive double for your trouble. Now receive twins and receive triplets. In the name of the Lord Jesus, every land you lost, may you receive more lands. Every house you lost, may you receive more houses. Yes, I decree and declare that may the Lord bring you into your season of honor, Amen. your season of promotion. Amen. Receive and enjoy. Receive of your spouse. Receive your spouse. Receive your, your sp husband. Receive your wife. In the name of Jesus, receive your babies in Jesus' name. In this pandemic season, when people's lives are going down, when things are going down, as for you, may your own come up now. In the name of Jesus, may your business come up. I said, may your business come up. May your joy come up. May your honor come up. Where in time past you are dishonored, from today, may you be honored. Where people rejected you, may they not accept you. Where you are disfavored, may you be favored. As you are entering the month of May, the month of grace, I decree and declare that may grace upon grace be your portion. Amen. Favor upon favor be your portion. Amen. In the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Amen. the Son of the living God, Amen. may you leap like a calf let out of the storm. Amen. May you rejoice in the Lord your God. Amen. May heaven be open. Yes, Lord. May the reins of, of God on high yes, come upon you. Yes, Lord. May you become a new man. Yes, Lord. May you become a new woman. In the name of Jesus, Amen. anything that attacks you in dreams, we, we curse your oppressions. Amen. In the precious name of Jesus, Amen. we declare total liberty for you. Amen. Be blessed in all that you do. When you touch sand, let it turn into gold dust. Amen. When you take hold of salt, let it become diamond crystals in your life. And like Amen. blind Bartimaeus, any form of blindness, yes, may your eyes be opened. And where you are disqualified from entering, may the Lord now qualify you. Whatever was lame, any business that was lame, any, any honor that was lame, Jesus. any marriage that was lame, Jesus. now receive strength. Receive. And may you enter the palace. Amen. And may you enter the king's house. Amen. And may you enter the temple of God. Amen. Where you are disqualified, yes. may God now qualify you. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, give God a hand of praise, somebody. Oh, glory to Amen. Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus.